Joanna, do you ever wish you could definitively prove that you had the right opinions about movies? Uh, yeah, Neil, because I do have the right opinions about movies and television. Right, Dave? No, because I'm more right about those things, and I demand trial by content. Oh boy, what is trial by content? Each week, we'll take on a huge question. Each of us will bring a choice, and combined with listener submissions and your votes, we will come to a decision. It's trial by content every Tuesday on Spotify, TheRinger.com, or wherever you're listening right now. Don't let Neil win. Don't let Dave win. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy, and they call it sparked energy. Are you a spontaneous spirit who likes bringing a high-octane feel to the group chat? Grab a berry burst sparked energy. Love bringing that upbeat comedy vibe wherever you go? Turn the fun up to 11 with their peach sunshine flavor. Whatever your energy, Duncan's here to match it with a revitalizing burst of caffeine and full-on fruit flavors. Even better? A medium sparked energy is $3 now through March 19th. Drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Hello and welcome back into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. And welcome back to Mint Edition, the once in a while podcast about the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman. I'm Joby Dinaron. And we have a great show for you today. But I want to get a lot of stuff out of the way first because we, we got so much to get into. First, programming reminders before we begin. Later today on the House of Our Feed, Mal and Joe will be giving you their deep dive into Netflix's Avatar The Last Airbender. Boy, it's going to be great. And then we've got a Dune-tacular week coming up for you. On Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to give you their Dune double feature with the 80s and current versions of Dune. Jomi, I can't wait for you to see that. Honestly, I think you might have a great time with the 1980s Dune. Okay, well, if you don't, don't worry. Because on Friday, the Midnight Boys are going to give you their instant reactions to Dune. Dune! Part 2. Dooney Magoody! <laughs> great Dooney Magoony. Dune! <laughs> but today, on today's show, we have some real fun planned for you today. In celebration, kind of, of Netflix's Avatar The Last Airbender adaptation hitting Netflix this past week, we are going to give you our latest episode of a game that we like to call Here Comes the Pitch, animated adaptation edition. But in order to do that, we have a very special guest returning once again to Mint Edition, the best person that we can do this game with, and really, the queen of our hearts, Jessica Clemens, everybody! Yay! Hey, Jessica! Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I watched all of Avatar, and then I started getting TikToks for Love is Blind. And <laughs> love that. Love I that. don't understand how that show still exists. Um, and so I'm in a... Because people love mess. People are addicted but to mess. But you can't do it anymore when people just want to be celebrities. 
Because then people come on tricking. Same thing happened with Love Island. Oh, see, that's the same thing. Oh, you, you have to cut it off at like three seasons. It sucks, but I was like, how are you going to get people that don't want to just be famous off of these shows? Right. And it, that's what happened. They're tricking people. They're like, I was engaged. Psych. No, I wasn't. Uh, don't look into my backstory. Hey, buy my flat tummy tea. Use code 15% yes. for 15% off. Like, what are we doing? Damn. Damn. We used to be a proper country, man. We used to, yeah, what happened to us? We what used happened? to be good and faithful. So it's all Ronald Reagan's fault. That's uh, actually true. Look it up. That, that wait that he that he, he got, that he was the reality TV boom, and that's why we're all obsessed if with you, fame. If you go back to any like, if you look like, man, I have a problem in this country today. You can go back <laughs> to 1980, and it's Ronald Reagan's fault. I think I promise that's true. You. That is actually I a good, that's you. actually fact. That if is, you like, if you like, dang, even my before leg hurt, he, even before he became president, that it was probably his fault. It's Reagan's but fault. I think it's he reassured us that it was his fault. Did Ronald Reagan sink the Titanic? I'm gonna say, don't rule it out. Well, I'm just saying, you might be able to pull it back to Ronald Reagan, but definitely everything after the 1980s, that's all Reagan. Mm. It's all Reagan. Wow. Good to know. All right. Well, this is, we got a great start for today's show. <laughs> it's true. History 101. Right. Oh, boy. So, today we are going to come to you and give you a great game of Here Comes the Pitch, Animation Adaptation Edition. We're so excited because we saw The Last, we saw the last Airbender on Netflix. We love The Last Avatar cartoon. You know, we don't you, love the, we don't love the Netflix we, adaptation. We have varying thoughts, mm. you could say. Jess, me and Steve talked about how we felt about it on the last Midnight Boys. Mm. How do you feel about the live action Netflix Avatar series? I gave it okay. I gave it a six because mm. I I'm very when I say mid, I mean in the actual sense, not in the like cool yeah, yeah, term yeah. mid. Mm-hmm. I'm very middle ground about it. Right. I think it's I lean more. I like it more than I hate it. I think people are right. blowing that out of proportion. How no, much they hate I, it. I would I would agree so as well. Like I think yeah. that the, the pros outweigh the cons just barely, but it's you know it it, it does it justify its existence. Probably no. not. Uh, but would not I gonna... recommend it over the original show? Never. No, never. Yeah, but. People it, are like comparing it to the 2010, and I'm like, that's not in that the same. Bars in hell for that. that. Like, we insane. don't have that. Is insane for you to come and look at me in the face right now and say this is just as bad as that one. No, that's that not. That is, and I think that's why my spectrum is so what it is. I lean more. <laughs> I like it is because people are making me do this. Yeah, they're making we me. Can, we literally would have if we were to compare those the three. We have like an 11 out of 10. We have a 0.5 out of 10, and then we have something in the middle here. Yeah, it's in the middle. Like it's we're fine. We're very fine. Uh, spoilers for pretty much every property that we're going to mention today, which is a lot. But before we begin our game, we want to continue this conversation about what makes a good live-action adaptation. <laughs> Why, what are the things we like? What are the things we don't like? Since we've fallen in love with cartoons, and we say cartoons in a non-derogatory term, just animation in general, some of these shows, some of these movies have been a- adapted many a times. Disney has the likes of it. Lots of swings, lots of misses. Jess, I want to start with you. What makes a good adaptation? Give me some examples of the things that you loved about some of the shows and movies that you've loved and what makes a good live-action adaptation. That's a good question. It's a big question because I don't think there personally is an anime-like adaptation to live-action that has happened that I'm like, this is supreme. I love this. Uh, I like when they adapt the mangas more, but when it comes to like video games, um, I think they did a great job. I, you already like mentioned this, but Detective Pikachu, I think, did a good job because you're taking these main characters and putting it in a world that's not their own, and that's things that you can do for a movie. That's how Sonic worked also. Mm-hmm. is just like, oh, take that main character, throw it into a world it's not actually existing in, and we can make the comedy from that, and it works because it's not adapting the like actual physicality of the video game. It's just like, here's this character. So I'm like, 
those are my two like best examples of adaptations uh, because the you just have to take that character and put it in a weird world. But like with Avatar, it's different because those create lore, fan base, and dedication that can't be altered. And when you have to shift things enough, it upsets a tide. Well, and it's it's very interesting because like the Netflix adaptation of Avatar, it's I I've said that it's very aware of the things that it does not want to get wrong and the 100%. things that it wants to get right. One hundred percent, and it's very committed to wanting to get those things at least as accurate yes. as possible. But I feel like in getting tripped up, it becomes a little devoid of its yes. own personality yes. of what makes yes. it great. Yes. So Jomi, <laughs> yes. what? what that is what I, what I said. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I was like, I wish you guys would have got your own footing instead of trying. You nailed it so hard yeah. that they had to redo. They were like, they're going to yell at us. And I was like, okay, I get it. But now we don't know. This is just like, yeah, we're, we're you missing take out everything. The, it's yeah. a paint by numbers story that we've seen yes, before. Yes. And that was my thing with it. It's like, all right, I've seen this before. Yes. And y'all are not doing yes. it at the same level as the first joint. So why am I here at all? And also, don't take out pieces if you're going to do the exact same thing that you already did in the I don't know. It just made me... That was the only part that I was like, this is weird. The parts that you took, like him having a journal and him doing this, those are little things that don't matter. Like, right. you could have left it out and it would have still forwarded the story. And the thing is, there are some things that do matter. Like, for example, finding out that the 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 battalion that Zuko's serving with on the boat are the people he saved yeah, and I got a scar that from. Great. That's 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 great. Perfect. More time with Iroh and Zuko before they left. Great. But it's just so far and few between. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. If y'all like had really gotten into this stuff every single episode, we'd yeah, be like, no, hey man, y'all, y'all cooking right now. But and it that, was just not it was not enough. And I think that's a great example about what these light of action adaptations can actually bring to the table that's new and interesting that may or may not even just be untrodden ground that the original show or property had. Like, Jomi, we've had a lot of, like, Disney adaptations of classic animated movies. We've had uh, so many, like, weird live-action adaptations of, like, children's cartoons that may or may not have missed the mark. Mm -hmm. When it misses, what do you think is probably something that ultimately is lost in the sauce? When these things go wrong, it's... One or two, what's one of two things, and they're both on the opposite opposite eyes of the spectrum. It's when you lean way too much into what you what the original was, and it's when you completely forget what the original was. Right, right. So if you just go like again, Avatar, if you go paint by numbers, we're just gonna run it back for y'all. We gonna give you the hits, and it's like cool. Uh, there's not really much new new stuff here. It's kind of boring. I've seen this before. Next. Then you get the other side where they're like, forget everything you knew about this mm-hmm. thing. It's new. It's it's adult. And we're going to change it for a new audience. And you're like, oh, y'all, y'all lost the plot. This has nothing to do. Y'all just, you, y'all just put the name on there. Literally both, <laughs> both editions of the Avatar live action stuff, the first one would be like leaning too much into it. And the movie would be just like, ah, forget it. We're changing names. <laughs> we're changing stories. We're just going crazy with it. And it's like... Neither of these things are, neither of these things have what makes this thing special. It loses all the heart and the emotion and the feeling you get watching the original thing. And it's like, what was the point? Well, I think it's hard to, that's why I'm like, it's hard to adapt things like this because even like, not to be, I, yes, I think they could have made like a better story, but I also is like, 
The first season is 20 episodes. How are you going to make that into eight episodes, one hour a piece, but also translate it for live action? The same goes for Mortal Kombat. The same goes for like all of these things that were adapted that it's like, that's too much lore. So maybe the trick is taking something that doesn't have such a heavy, heavy fucking load to like mm-hmm. carry. Yeah. But it's like, because it's like, they tried so hard to appease the fans. They did. Right. They were yeah. like, remember this? I gave it to you. I had to go in and look at, there's a million and two Easter eggs in that damn show. Sure. They put in everything <laughs> they, they packed in of. as much as they could they and did. to varying degrees of effectiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I was like, I feel like I get it. On paper, it looked like you guys did the right thing, but then like, I just wasn't as invested emotionally until the Zuko and Iroh episodes. Like, right. That was the only yeah. time. And even then I was like, ooh, Zuko's sassy. So we <laughs> so we so when we have like a bunch of lore to cram into yeah. uh, a show, an adaptation, a lot of things can either get lost in the sauce or we just have a bunch of Easter egg member berries types of things that we want to try to hit so that we can yeah. play to the fans that actually would want to appeal to this. There's also been other adaptations that don't really have a lot of lore, and they tried to build a story whole cloth out of it to different degrees. I want to throw out an example here. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm. Now, mm. we can have our own thoughts about this. Do mm. we like this, first of all? Yes. Where we kind of like, okay, this is based off of like a 15-20 minute Chuck Jones cartoon. Exactly, though. And then we build an hour and a half long 100%. movie around it. Yeah. But we end up liking that. A, because of the absolute star power of Jim Carrey. That's undeniable. Yeah. yeah. Second of all, we try to make our own little story about Christmas and fun fleshing out of a Dr. Seussian world that looks like mm-hmm. a, a theme ride mm-hmm. adaptation. Can we think of something that like has really not a lot to do with the original while still actually maintaining well, some of the heart? That's the part that I'm like, yeah, it's based off a 15 minute movie. <laughs> yeah. Where they, and they you use have a lot those, to build like, off of. They use yeah. maybe every line in that 15 minute movie in the Jim Carrey one as yes. like a little Easter In the last eggs. 20 minutes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they can. Because I'm like, yeah, there's not a lot of things behind that. That's like taking the peanuts, doing anything for the peanuts, doing anything for Charlie Brown. It's like, yeah, this was originally like a Sunday news comic. So we can just do whatever the hell we kind of want. Right. We just got to make sure that this one is still kicking a football. This one is working as a psychiatrist. They're all weirdly mentally unwell. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, but you mentioned like, that's the kind of stuff that makes Sonic work. That makes Detective yeah. Pikachu work is when you take the essence, like the, the emotion and the ethos of a character or a property and you put it into a new thing that not only keeps the, the feeling of that property of the of those characters intact, but also gives a new get, breathes new life into the property, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that like can work. We've seen it work a lot. I, y'all gonna kill me for this, but I like Speed Racer. I love Speed Racer. I never it's saw it. bright. Oh, and it's it's. I don't need to see. No, hey, Here's listen. The, the Wachowskis. Like I, I, I will never ever out. ever say the Wachowskis. You don't big Wachowski. Give, you yeah, big Wachowski. I'm big Wachowski. I, I like. I'll never say the Wachowskis, regardless of whether or not you even like those movies. I'll even say the Jupiter Ascending. They tried a lot okay. in that movie, and they tried their damnedest <laughs> in Speed Racer oh, yeah. to make it an absolute blockbuster. I personally loved it, and it's a lot of like bringing visual animation flair to the idea of live action that is ultimately ridiculous. Like you'd never think about like, okay, we're gonna make Speed Racer, but we're really gonna honor like the sentiment of what anime is in the 60s. Oh, and 
to varying degrees of success, I think that, like, I really respect that. I mean, that sounds like Herbie Fully Loaded. Uh, oh. <laughs> Just like Herbie Fully Loaded. It's about a car. Right. There's four of them in the 60s, and it's, now it's about Lindsay Lohan in love with the car. Well, well, I'll, bring, I'll bring it to, if you can give Herbie Fully Loaded a chance, Definitely give Speed Racer a chance. I didn't want to give it a chance. I, mean, I give, was just give like, Speed I love Lindsay Lohan. Respect Herbie Fully Loaded, one. And two, okay, Lindsay Lohan had a run. Oh. Had a crazy oh, undeniable. run. undeniable. Yeah. You know, Parent Trap. Running those. Uh, okay. Confections of a Teenage Drama Queen. Ooh. Um, p- parent Trap. Mean or not Parent Girl. Trap. Sorry. Said Freaky parent Trap. Friday? I said Parent Trap. Freaky Friday. That's Freaky what I meant. Friday. Parent Trap. Confections of a Teenage Drama Queen. Parent Trap again. Life size, brother. Oh, that's mean she, girls, obviously. Mean I already girls. Said come, that one. come on, yeah. And people want to like, I, I, you can't really count. Are we fully loaded? It's mm-hmm. kind of like winning like like four back to back chips and then winning an IST championship. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same, but if you know, you know, you know. But we love all of those things, and even the ones that aren't that great. They're still worth having conversations over. And if you want to listen to more of a conversation like that. Oh. Feel free to check out uh, on the Ringer Podcast Network, Trial by Content, hosted by Joanna Robinson, Dave Gonzalez, and Neil Miller, where they debated the worst animated adaptations brought to the silver screen. Mm. Boy, was that a fun one. But let's get to the pitches now. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy and they call it sparked energy. Are you a spontaneous spirit who likes bringing a high-octane feel to the group chat? Grab a Berry Burst sparked energy. Love bringing that upbeat comedy vibe wherever you go? Turn the fun up to 11 with their peach sunshine flavor. Whatever your energy, Duncan's here to match it with a revitalizing burst of caffeine and full-on fruit flavors. Even better, a medium sparked energy is $3 now through March 19th. Drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored. Contains 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. All right. So here comes the pitch. One of our favorite games to play here. It's going to be a little bit like last time with our wonderful musical picks. But each of us will be making two picks that we divulged beforehand with what we think will make a great property to be adapted into live action. We'll also be choosing the platform of either film, TV, as well as like the hosting platform that this could go on. Netflix, Apple TV+, all those great things, uh, along with some of the plot lines, stars, potentially, and who may be directing such a great film or TV series. So with that, going around the horn, Jessica Clemens, why don't you start us off? Okay, do you want um, the nice version or a dramatic one? (laughs) I'll give us the dramatic. Oh, please give us okay. dramatic. Please. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So, the first thing that I would be adapting, I can't, uh, is it okay if it's TV or movie? You can, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. be both? Okay, yeah. perfect. This one I want to adapt, I want to make a movie. Okay. All right. And this is for Recess. And if you're uh, a member, lovely cartoon. we all love uh, Recess. We all love Recess. Mm-hmm, Honestly, yeah. we should all go back and rewatch it because I'm sure it still holds up. Uh, the Ashley's forever. Um, regardless, this one's a little different. Okay. They're in college. Oh. We're fast forwarding in is time. Is there recess in college? Well, okay, the title's going to change. Is it called The Quad now? What is it? <laughs> Guys, let me finish. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Study break? Study break. <laughs> it's called Freshman 15. And, is it? Gonna, no, stop. Let me finish. No, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, so 
they're in college now, but they're all still friends. And they meet up once a year in the summer when they come back from college to go help at their uh, at the camp that they used to go to as camp counselors. And also the other fellow camp counselors are other kids from recess, like the Ashleys or that one kid that has all the sneaky things that they're stealing all the time in his jacket. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, everybody else meets. This is like, they're all friends. No one hates each other. It's, they're adults that are just like trying to get back or well, young adults trying to get back. Okay. But then mm. a counselor goes missing. Oh. They don't know where they are. They go look for them and they find them dead in the forest. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. And now the gang has now have to Scooby-Doo their way into finding out who's <laughs> killing everybody. So wait, so wait, 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 wait. And this is so a you're horror just, you're thriller avo- movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so you're avoiding a Scooby-Doo remake, which already exists. But, uh, but uh, uh, hear me uh, out. Uh, uh, it's uh, not, uh, you know how Scooby-Doo, they all have their own little like, they're like, we all have to work together. We all have to split Right, up. right, right. This one, they don't really all have skills that are separate from each other. One's really good at sports. One's a military brat. One's a scientist. Right. So it's all of them actually just being friends, being like, what the hell's going on? And it's done with the Ashleys, with everybody else, trying to figure it out. But they're all dying one at a time. I would love, okay, so. It's it, more like, uh, not okay. Friday the 13th. It is more like Friday the 13th. So has anybody seen Werewolves Within starring Sam Richardson and directed by Josh Rubin? Yes. It's you're reminding me a little bit of that where it's like a murder mystery mm-hmm. movie. Yes. But it's played for laughs in a sort of a comedic way because people are kind of inept and they're just trying to figure shit out and they're relying on old skills that they used to have yes. that don't really work out. Yes. Because they're like, "Well, we did this when we were kids." This could clearly work now, right? Yes. But when we're nearly grown ass adults, 100%. so here's my thing, right? And I, 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 I think I mentioned it a little earlier, but I think I want to really like harp on this. It's not recess. It isn't recess without recess. No, it'll you know be what a I'm summer. Saying? You know how like when they had the movies for recess, it was called Recess Schools Out or Recess Summer Forever or sure. Recess. Yeah, Did yeah, you watch yeah, the yeah. movies? The recess sure, schools out yeah. was when there's the summer mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. principal was trying to make it snow forever so yes. they would never go back to school. <laughs> um, Which is insane. insane. Yes. Like so it would be nuts. like recess, like summer vacation. It would be like so, like recess teen years or whatever. It would be like recess would be the tagline and then it would be underneath like what they're doing. Okay. So, okay. So it would be like they're all coming together. Like, hey guys, remember that one time from 10, uh, 10, 10 a.m.? to uh, 10.40 a.m. when we would have uh, that break in the middle of the day and we would go and sometimes some of us would eat a second breakfast <laughs> or some of us might go go hoop or something. Remember those times at the playground at recess? Everybody points to the screen. <laughs> there you go. And we're like, there you go. I was imagining we start with them like the final episode of recess okay, and then they just go onto the bus and they go to their different houses mm. but then when they get off the bus they're at the camp and it's them as adults okay oh interesting okay so yeah. like do they not talk for like 30 years or something they just don't talk because they're busy with school Vince is a basketball player at school okay. Gus is now in the military <laughs> and everyone is just busy and so they don't talk that much So, but this is the time they get to come back every summer back home and they go to their camp that they used to go to become camp I can't counselors. wait because here's the wow. thing. Uh, obviously, this is... The, 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 I think the most unrealistic thing about this movie is, to me, the funniest, where it's like, how could all of these people possibly reunite mm-hmm. for the same summer in the same camp in the same neighborhood 
in the <laughs> in That's like, the fun part. That is the fun part. That is the fun part about horror movies. And I don't like name dropping people. And this isn't really a name drop, but one of my friends, Brennan Lee Mulligan, has been staying he is a camp counselor at his LARP camp that he went to ever since he was a child. Okay. And he still goes there with all his fellow friends and now they're camp counselors oh, that that's now very own sweet. like 50% or shared portions of the camp. And I'm like, yeah, that's not actually that ridiculous. I used to, when I was in college, I used to go back to my camp to counsel for it because I just like being a camp counselor well, at Camp Cispus. That's awesome. Okay. Um, well, it's very sweet. So it is possible. A, just as a giver, but and, we, and we're not, clearly. <laughs> yeah, but. why don't you guys give to children? Well, I don't, go to, I don't go to camp. I don't like going outside like that. I kind of <sighs> feel like, so here's the thing. We came from hunters and gatherers who had to live outside. They had a. Right. They didn't have a choice. You're like I'm not doing. I have I'm a not choice. going back, Jessica. I'm I got a choice. Back. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like we got indoor I'm not plumbing, asking you to hunt. electricity. I'm not asking you to hunt. Heat, and I'm not me? saying I'm gathering a bed and a blanket. And you want me to go outside you and sleep on the like ground? Not, who said you sleep on the ground? Have you ever been to a camp? Well, ca- I mean, it's camping. It's, you know, I'm sure y'all got camps. A camp is like a. You and I'm sure it's cold in there, huh? And you got to walk outside. You got to go pee in the middle of the night. You got to go outside I'm to the outhouse. Out. Yeah. We're like, not going to talk about y'all this. Y'all got it. Y'all, no, no one's got, y'all got it. it. You stay in like a log cabin and there's like okay. bunk beds. And there's like bunk a... beds. I'm have a you seen Wet Hot American Summer? So Joey's a glamper. I'm a, grunk, a glamper brother. A brother. I will go on a hike. I will go see the wilderness. I'll go see a beautiful waterfall. Think about how lucky we are to share this earth um, and then in go inside time, to the and Wi-Fi. Go inside. Thank you. <laughs> you still get the Wi-Fi. Camps no. have now upgraded to like being for everybody. Yeah, they got routers in um, the RVs. <laughs> really quick, let me just say my casting, and then we can move on. Yes, okay. we can move on because this was this was the soft pitch. My really hard good pitch is the next pitch. Okay, I saved the best sure. for last. Sure. This is starring. Isabella Merced from Madam yes. Web because she did a great job in Madam Web. I just think the things oh, yeah, around yeah, yeah, her were yeah, yeah, not yeah, that for great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think the two POC actresses did okay jobs. Um, everybody else did bad. Um, <laughs> I think they were great. And I want to give her I'm another chance. I'm glad that you're giving them, giving them another shot. I like, well, there are scenes I was I like, you, I like this part. I didn't know you thought, I didn't know you thought Dakota Johnson was a POC. That's crazy. Wait, <laughs> 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 you, I should leave. <laughs> you're right. Jess just made a slipping that's on a, a banana peel <laughs> sound effect. on me. Isabel said it's Spinelli. Uh, Gad Mazzarao from uh, Stranger Things as TJ. Okay. Kayla McLaughlin as Vince. Oh, okay. Stranger um, Things reunion. Yes, I know. Those are the only two. Maisie Williams as Gretchen. Mm. Uh-huh. And my oh. Gus is Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> you, you shut up. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I see what you're doing. I, yes. I, I, I see the Gus, Sydney Sweeney. You remember how, this is not a good example, but Lizzie McGuire and Cadet Kelly that's how yeah. I'm imagining Sydney Sweeney, but actually imagine if like by the end of Cadet Kelly, where she was like, I'm actually serious about this. That's how I imagine Sydney Sweeney. Just like, I'm just doing this because my entire family did this and I'm carrying on the tradition. Here's I the thing. See. Here's the thing, Jess. You don't have to explain anything to me. I get it. <laughs> you need you want to attract an audience. Oh, that too. Yeah, you want box office. <laughs> you want you want eyes. You want views. I get it. That's why I always cast uh Chamelay and, and Zendaya. Timothy, Timothy, and Zendaya, and all of them. Florence Pugh, man, I want people to come to the theater, baby. You know what I'm saying? I, I get, the, I, okay. I see the vision. Thank okay, you. so, uh, so Jomi, it's now your turn. Give us the Ben Ten movie with the cast see, of now Dune. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. Because with the worm included, because right, yes, you you joke. But Tim as a as Ben Ten, <laughs> shut I up! Mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not gonna cook. 
I would I think, be there day I one. Think Timothy is too is too too pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like Ben is still com- like conventionally ben, like he's a no- like a normal boy. Ben is handsome. Timothy, yeah, but Timothy is like, look at my cheekbones. I'm a model. I date <laughs> Kylie Jenner. Ben yeah. Ten would never. Uh, the problem with the Ben Ten pick is they already did a live action adaptation. Uh, Ben 10 Rates Against Time. Anybody seen it? No? Absolutely just, not. Just me? Dang. Oh no, that's unfortunate. Did it, I mean, here's the thing. Did it hold up to a good adaptation by our standards? <laughs> probably not. I haven't seen it in 30 billion years, but it okay. was probably not good. I'm going to um, follow Jess and do like my so-so pitch before mm-hmm. I get into my, my strong pitch. I'm going to go with show. I've talked about a lot. Love to the ends of the earth. Young Justice. Now, you're probably saying, Jomi, we've seen Titans. Yes, uh, or or some of the lucky ones who haven't. <laughs> well, it, I mean, Titans is not bad. It just it's like the same thing where like they do the whole thing where like, oh, we're gonna go so far away from this. The the stories are gonna be so different. You're like, all right, cool. These these are not these right, guys. Right, right, they right. just got they just share names. But I'm thinking um, I want to keep things pretty similar. I've talked about this. I don't want to change too much. One thing I do want to enhance or maybe like dive more into during my live action uh 10 to 12 episode series are the the relationships between the sidekicks right oh okay Okay. because the show does over i think the first season is like 26 episodes and by the way we're sticking to the og six okay Mm. i love you know tim drake i love impulse blue beetles my guy you feel me we're gonna keep y'all on the bench. No, you God. know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep here. We not, we not, you know what I'm saying? If, we, if this thing goes like two, three seasons, maybe y'all come through, you know, but we're really sticking to like season mm, one of the series. Damn. Okay. And then the stuff in between season, season two, or between season one, season two, because they like have like a five year jump. And while that's hard, there's just too many characters to get involved with. You know what I'm saying? Right. But ultimately, like the relationships between McGann and Superboy and like the OG three uh, with Aqualad, Kid Flash and Robin, their relationship, Artemis coming to the team. Like they're they're kids. They're like teenagers and they got like risk their lives how many nights a week for the Justice League or whatever because they want to be heroes so bad. How does that affect like their schoolwork, their interpersonal relationships, their mm-hmm. relationship with their parents? You know, Artemis has the thing with her dad's a supervillain and her sister's a supervillain, but she's trying to be good, hiding that secret from everybody. Um, Superboy, he's his his dad, half his DNA is Lex Luthor. How does that make him feel? McGann oh is, uh, is an alien from Mars <laughs> that like, you know, looks a little different than most, you know, aliens do. She's really scared. Oh, how does that make her like all those interactions spend more time with those characters, get to love them, get to really understand them. And sometimes I got to go fight bad guys, but really they're just kids who want to go to school and have fun and, you know, I mean, be superheroes, but also like, just be young. You know? What is what is the other shows that give the show inspiration? Like, what is the what is the framing kind of look like? <clears throat> I don't want to. I don't want to because I'm off to say it and I have to do my own thing. And mm-hmm. I think you did this on mm-hmm. purpose. No, but, uh, I just want to know. It's kind of mm-hmm. mm, you, you set me up. <laughs> Put him on the spot now. <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> I didn't you know? mean to. I just want to know if this is like Titans. No, or uh, well, this is like I mean a CW so, so, show. No, it's not a CW show. It's okay. it's a I mean it's a Mac show, unfortunately, because they own the rights to it. That is true. That it is has true. to be a Mac show. I mean, does the does the tone that you're going for fit on Max? Oh, of course, of course. Again, it's not like we're not going to do like super gory. It's not about that. It's not about shock value. Mm. It's about the relationships between the people and people. Now, I say you set me up 
because the reason this stuff, like, it's not like a one-to-one because they're not going to school, mm-hmm. but let's get this agenda off. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., baby! Of you know, like, the, you spend so much time with those people and what they want and their, how they feel about each other and things like that. So where, like, whatever they got to go off to space or whatever, you're locked in because, oh, I know these characters' motivations. I know, like, what, what I know why they do what they do and what makes them tick. So when I see a situation occurring, it's like, uh oh, how will so and so, how will McGann react to finding out that Superboy is out there talking to to one girl in his homeroom class? You know what I'm saying? Because I know that she's got the hots for him. You know what I'm saying? Or if if uh, Kid Flash sees McGann and Superboy paired up on a mission, he's like, yo, I'm trying to I'm trying to holler at it. That's oh man, I'm gonna miss my shot. You feel me? Like it's not all relationships, but like things like that. That make that makes characters tick. I think would be interesting to to spend some more time with, in a live action sense. Drama, drama. I love so. Kern put me on X Men Evolution, right? He was like, "Bro, you got to lock in, dude. You do." And I did, and they do a great job of balancing like the you know the superhero aspect with the little like teen drama stuff. That's the stuff I love when characters are able to like be themselves, and it's not only about oh, I got to go save the world. I got to do this. Also got to live. You got to be human beings. There's stuff you want. That's not about being a superhero. It's not about being like kicking bad guys. It's all about, man, I want to take her to the dance. <laughs> Sometimes it's that simple, you know? And I, I like that. I wish we could explore more of that in my Young Justice television series. Again, 10 to 12 episodes, maybe, you know, probably like 45, 58 minutes each you know, I do think it'll cost a pretty penny because yeah. McGann shapeshifting and all the water <laughs> stuff Aqualab be doing and the Kid Flash uh, running stuff. You know, but ultimately, I think we got something good. Now, let me get to my cast real quick. Oh, yeah. We've got Max Charles's Robin, uh, Asher Angel, the Superboy. You know, got to need somebody who's like a little tall, a little big. Feel me? Uh, Percy Jackson, Walter Scoville as, uh, okay. as Kid Flash. Feel like he, oh, he's got the cute. mouth. That's uh, Abraham Atta as Aqualad. I don't know if the, he's the guy from um, what's it called, Spider-Man: Homecoming, in the first where he rings the bell. He's that right, kid. right, right. Uh, Karen Shipka as Magan yeah. and Mackenzie Zegler as Artemis. You chose like actual. It's weird. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. I think it's good. I, I mean, Kiernan like, plays such old now that I'm always like seeing her as an old person. Yeah, it's and, true. But she is a very young person. Yeah. Uh, it's also hard to cast young people. Oh, we're it's not very watching, hard to cast young we people. We watch like we're Percy not, Jackson's the only thing I watch that has actual kids. In it. We're not watch, we're not casting agents like this. Yeah, there's probably like a whole bunch of talented kids. I don't and know I, where they and then, Yeah, and I, yeah, that's why I was like, I probably would have gone with Ziegler as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I would have gone with JoJo Siwa. Um, JoJo Siwa, she she older. She like she not my age, but she like twenty. It also doesn't help that she's like five nine. JoJo Siwa's five nine. Yeah, she's five nine. Wow, you couldn't have you couldn't have you couldn't have got that information out of me. I never would have known that. <laughs> I never would have known that. No, think about it when you see her next to people. She's like giant. I'm never gonna see Joe Jojo Siwa next to anybody oh. ever. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, yo, where's Jojo? I don't follow well, sometimes her Instagram. She's at like award shows. I think there's like a photo of her next to Megan, and they're the same height. Megan who? The stallion. Megan who? Who else? Who else? They running in the same Megan. circles? No, she just like was a fan, and she ran up to her. <laughs> like, like Megan, a normal which person. Megan? I know you're not talking about <laughs> Megan, that Megan. <laughs> Megan Good. She just sprinted. <laughs> Megan Good. She, she, run, Megan. she running around with Megan Fox. All that. Okay, yeah, I can that, see that. That makes sense. No, that makes Megan sense. Megan the Stallion. What they got to come? No, no. She just. <laughs> oh, she just ran up to her for a photo, like a normal fucking 
begin with. I was tripping. I was like, what? This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Steve, what you got? <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for like the easiest thing that Netflix could possibly do with unprecedented success in an okay. in a, in a animated uh, TV show. Okay. I'm going to give you the live action adaptation of Blue-Eyed Samurai. All right. That's just the easiest right. call for Netflix I'm to make. I'm afraid all of right. you touching this. What, who are you casting? I'm not in t- well, first of all, all right, who are you casting in this? All right, bro. It's no. not. Why? Why? What's I'm wrong? Not taking this seriously, man. What do you mean I'm not taking this seriously? Bro, they, you don't think that could? Bro, I, I'm looking at your. I'm looking at your laptop right now. You got the. You got the the Netflix board on your laptop right now, and they're like, oh, they like this blue eye samurai joint. Let's make that thing live action. I mean, first of all, like I think, like I, I have, I have no news of it actually becoming one. But I, like, we could easily call it that. That's probably a good success story, right? So this come, we gonna get the news in in, in July at Comic Con. Some <laughs> Blue Eye Samurai live action coming to you live. You know, twenty twenty eight. Steve's gonna come out with the Kevin Feige hat, and it's gonna be <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> You've never seen this right before. Here, wait, come, wait, here comes wait, the timeline. The Blue Eyed Samurai timeline coming oh, in twenty twenty seven. Yeah, phase. One. Phase, phase one. one. Phase one. Blue Eyed Samurai. Uh, uh, movie two coming later. Peaches, right? And <laughs> yes. like just the whole thing. Hold on though. Hold on, Jess. Netflix is listening right now. Right. Netflix okay. is there. They are big fans of what we do here. Thringiverse. Shout out Netflix. Steve, pitch your Blue Eye Samurai live action series to Netflix right now. Go. Well, it's very easy. You take you take what you did for Avatar: The Last Airbender, okay. and you just calm down. Okay, 100% easy. You just easy calm enough. down and uh, try to emulate what, what's going to be coming out from a new, a new FX show called Shogun. All right? Oh, so I knew that was going. It's, I knew it's you were going there. It's, I got a Shogun agenda that I'm trying to get off right now. We got political intrigue. All right? Great wandering samurai narrative. Mm. Great action. Mm. It, was made by, it was made by stunt people anyway. All of those, mm. like, they filmed those stunt scenes in live action yeah. and then rotoscoped and actually ad- adapted them into animation. Who's to say you can't do the same? All huh. of those things are achievable, intimate sets. Just take them into the forest. A lot of it, a lot of it's done. I'd say we take this into like a one or two parter uh, season split because we have a lot of ground to cover. We have a lot of like stories to adapt here. I think it's, it's kind of a layup for Netflix to do. I think I think it's a great like business decision, and I think it's something that they could actually translate pretty well. How about I give you the cast? Okay, I, I, you have to stick with your cast because Netflix will take it and then put Sydney Sweeney as the main cast, <laughs> and that's where I will go crazy. Wow, that's where I lose my fucking. I will. Right, well, I'm gonna cross out Scarlett Johansson right there. <laughs> hey, yo. Scarlett. No, nah, that's crazy. Scarlett. That's crazy. I, I, the the absolute first thing that I thought of, Brendan Gleeson, 
is our wonderful villain. Uh, our hero, our heroine, Jessica Henwick. Yeah, I like Jessica Henwick. Okay, we love Jessica yeah, Henwick do, out do. here. Yeah. Ken Watanabe. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, easy. Gotta have him in easy. everything. Put him in everything. Easy. Ringo, our man in the chair, Jacob Baldwin from Spider Man. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, Jacob Baldwin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I need to see him in more stuff. Yeah, you gotta get, do a, more we gotta stuff. get him He's out good. here. He's good. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Uh, and Ming Na Wen. Of course. Yes. Of course. I absolutely love, I, I like so many good actors here. We, I, I think the one thing that Avatar did is like, okay, uh, Daniel Day Kim, you're flexing on us too much. Him and Ken, Ken uh, Luong. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I loved his Zhao. His Bro. commander Zhao. Zhao was, Zhao was great. I was like, Cooking. he's so, he's I so, don't, I don't need mid fifties uh, Daniel Day Kim Absolutely stunting on oh me at the gym right God. now. I he, said you know, I almost cried. I almost weeped. I said that man is so fine. He's going crazy. So it's 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 disgusting. He was, he was cooking. But no, I I think that I think that Blue Eyed Samurai actually makes for a great like it, it treats itself as seriously as a live action show because it has all of the that intrigue and all of that amazing plot. And then action comes... Jess, you're making a sour face. I made face. a face because I just realized who you were casting the guy from Banshees of Inner Sharon as and I don't want to see him... Be evil? Be evil? I kind of feel like he looks like an evil, evil dude. No, I don't want to see him orgasming. He was... <laughs> Was All that right. not? Hey, so, yo, what, that's what he does in Blue Eyes. He, he does do that. So here's and, the thing, right? And and this is why I'm glad we're having this conversation right now, because you could just like not do that. You that's could. what I, that's what you when you said, when I, so when when you said, said tone it down. I was hoping you meant like all of his scenes. No, I meant calm it down, as in like maybe don't do everything that the show does. Yeah, like and that. like and like just get the vibes right. One hundred percent. Think it somehow still needs to speak culturally to whatever's happening. But yes, as as for our villain having to or no, we don't need no, that. no, not that culturally. <laughs> you don't need that. I don't need that ever again. No, I need him talking to Jesus and being like, you know, maybe I make this whole country in your his, image if I win this. His uh, his monologue while taking apart like the piano and turning it into a musket gun is I I would like to see that. That's 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 raw as hell. That's super that's great. Good. That's All great. right, we're back around, Jessica. Clements, give us your so very serious, <laughs> so very amazing pitch. No orgasms in this one. So we, uh, oh, we will be the judge of hold that. On. <laughs> Yo, hold Not on. a game left. Okay, my second property is Danny Phantom, another okay. classic okay. one that we All really, right. really, really, really love. He's and a just he's a phantom, phantom, phantom. Danny Phantom, Phantom. So this plot line, after entering the ghost portal, as we know, and acquiring half ghost abilities, he's able to cross between both spirit and the mortal worlds. This is for people that never saw Danny Phantom. Right. <laughs> this, okay. You the get this in the intro Nickelodeon of the show. Yes. yes, the classic Nickelodeon show. Danny spends the rest of his life happily married to Sam, still performing his heroic duties, having a daughter, being great. But it's revealed that Danny Phantom suffered from a radiation while entering the prototype machine that his parents built. Jessica and he is Clemens. now dead in this series from an unknown, uncurable disease. And now all that is left in the world is See? his daughter, who has now also got the powers of the half-ghost, half-human abilities, and she is entering the, mo- the spirit realm to go find her dad. Oh, like the ghost zone? The ghost zone, the ghost zone. Sorry, I said too much Avatar. Too much much Avatar right now. Jessica, I need you to take this seriously and it is called the ghost zone. It's the ghost zone. Not chalk zone, but the ghost zone. So she, uh, because she misses her dad, she takes it upon herself to go into their basement, take the sheet off of the machine, turn it on, and walk through it into the ghost. All right, so this is like a... 
Uh, oh man, what's that? What's that Robin Williams movie where he's trying to look for his son in the Flubber? Afterlife? This is Flubber. <laughs> no, a good joke. I was like, this kind of after you said it, kind of reminds me of Wrinkle in Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is no saving. Well, I mean, spoilers. There is no saving her dad. Her dad is dead and she is going to have to right. learn to mourn like Jesus a normal person. Uh-huh. Right. But this, this is, is like limited, dreams may come. This is your, this, is this was limited, your light happy one? No, I said this was my dark one. I oh, told you, sh- I was like, this one, I, the light happy one was, my other version for Recess was just literally Recess with young kids. Like right. redoing Recess as a live action, but with just children. Um, instead, I did the horror movie that I wanted. <laughs> this one is literally a drama, not drama, it, it's drama half comedy because when she gets into the spirit or the ghost zone she finds all those ghosts that are very fun very great very bad and she defeats them or becomes friends with them like things that Danny did when he was a child just to go find her dad into the spirit world or the spirit ghost zone okay so Um, what what do you think is the most challenging thing about selling people on this because this is picking up exactly after a story is left off so you gotta have you gotta know that people need to know this the ending of this last show right yes Okay. I think, well, yes, and yeah. So they'll, we'll probably, even in the trailers, we'll show that last episode where he's like in the Arctic and whatever and all the ghosts are coming out of the so ground. That, yeah, so that's and like, that's, that's like, the, yeah. this is like the prologue. Yes. So, you, ha- so then, you have to like basically onboard the audience surrogate with his daughter. Have you watched the new anime on uh, HBO called Ninja... I saw the first episode and it was like a lot it was a lot it was a lot but what I did like was they did the beginning half was like him with his family this is what it's like and I kind of want that I'm like we're seeing him raise with Sam because everyone's like oh we wonder what happened to Tucker what happened to Sam what happened to the family and we see it but he's also like slowly fading and then by the middle of the first episode he's gone and she's sad and she's beside herself but she's always had these abilities so question is her name also Danny Phantom no do you want to know what her name is? What's her name? Danielle. Danielle. I fuck. And she goes no, like Danny with an I. That's cooked. I, I, you cooking. I like that. I don't, I don't yeah. like Let that. me tell you that. I know it's easy. Let me tell you like the it. cast. Right. Danny Phantom is going to be played by Chase Crawford. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, so too much dip Sam, on the Sam. <laughs> too much we got to chill dip now. <laughs> Sam. Sam. Well, he doesn't show up really until the beginning and the I end. need you to nail so, this Sam casting though. Sam is, I can't pronounce her name, but I know what she is. Alexandria Daddario. Oh yeah, okay. uh, Alexandria Daddario. Yeah. Yes, okay. Tucker is Daniel Curtis Lee, and if you don't know who Daniel Curtis yeah. Lee, that's the uh, Cookie. yeah Cookie from Ned's Declassified because yeah. I want him to come back and I want him to do great things. Yeah. So I want him to be in this. Um, Danny's daughter is um, Emily Carey from House of the Dragon. Oh, okay, okay. yeah. And yeah. then Ember, yes. if you remember, the rock star ghost yeah. is played by Dove Cameron. Okay, lock in. Who's playing Jazz? Oh, the sister? Yeah. I didn't put her in it. Oh, Jazz not in there? No. Jazz can't mourn I was her gonna brother? Have, I was going to have the dad and the mom, and they're really old, okay. and maybe the sister went off to go do Because she was always like really smart trying to do a bunch of other bigger things, so maybe that. But I, I wanted the focus to be more on Emily Carrick, uh, like Danny, Danielle mm-hmm. Phantom. So you're saying that Danny Phantom's parents have to, have to mourn their son? Because mm-hmm. they never went through it, but he did. And it was a prototype machine, so it's like mm-hmm. no one knows the effects that it leaves on someone. All and, right, and we're obviously yeah. going for a happy ending here. She finds her father, yeah. and it's like he's like, I can't go. And then they, uh, but I'm guessing he's got like a uh, what, like a <laughs> like a uh, like a Tron Legacy, just like Zen beard, and <laughs> yeah. it, like he's covered with his Zen beard, right? Yeah, and yes. like he's he's all robed out. He's like, no, I must stay. Yeah, he's like, I gotta stay. You can't so, take me out. So she has the ghost powers, right? Mm-hmm. So like, so she has Snow White hair. 
mm. and glowing green eyes. Yes. She can walk through walls, disappear, and fly. Yes. yes. She's a lot more unique, unique than the than other guys. guys. And girls. And girls. And guys girls. and girls. And girls. Yes. I like how you just said and girls. And girls. That's how you got to I chose, and also I chose Chase Crawford because I was going through a list in my head of like, very, I love Danny Phantom. I had a crush on him. We all did. But okay. I was like, he oh, is well, also. Well, 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 sorry, not all of us. Not all of us. Sorry. The collective us. Most of us. Almost said something crazy. Let me stop. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what you are. I hate you. I hate you. No, but I was thinking, I was like, I have to get kind of in the most respectful way, kind of a generic white boy actor that's in over 30, under 40. And it was like him, Josh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, like I was thinking about it, but then he's like next to Alexandra. I was like, no, she's like a woman. And for some reason, Joseph Gordon-Levitt still reminds me of a young boy when he like, <laughs> even though he's <laughs> he like an adult just a man. Guy, he's but just like, like, but he's like, he reminds me of um, literally. Uh, Oh my God, Elijah Wood. Like, I don't know why, but I, to oh, me, I don't know about I'm that. Like, they're just, they, to, like, Toby Maguire, too. I'm like, they kind of just remind me of their young selves too much. But I was like, I only know Chase Crawford and Theodore James for what they are now. And then I was going to put Theodore James, but I was like, I don't think he'd want to do this. You can have the dude who plays, the dude who plays four from um, Divergent. The, uh, the, oh, the, he was in, um, what you call it? Uh, the, the White, White Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Theodore James? Is that him? That's who I said. Yeah, the Theo one, James. Theo James. Oh, that's his name? Oh, yeah. Theo that's James. I, I ain't never heard of I, no Theodore. Well, <laughs> he goes with Theodore. He's going by his, his Christian name. He's Christian. beautiful. I was thinking about him too, and then, but then I was also like, realistically, I was like, probably wouldn't do it. A. B, he's too, like, uh, he's too um, Henry Cavillish in the face. He's so chiseled, mm-hmm. man, that I was like, no, he's unconventional, like a dad, like yeah. what John Hamm was in 2011. Like, I need that. Right, right, right. I think right, right. I honestly think you should have cast Elijah Wood and then have he, somebody come in and be like, do you wear wigs? <laughs> have you worn wigs? Will you wear wigs? I hate when that interview. When will you wear wigs? So I love that interview. Is That's so serious? funny. No. No, what, like, did uh, Elijah Wood know it was a joke? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought it was serious. Yeah. <laughs> it was the co Dominic. Yeah. yeah. Monica, just in a silly well, accent. When will you wear wigs? When will you wear wigs? Well, that's my Have Danny you Phantom. Mr. Wood. Mr. Wood. Nah, I think, I mean, frankly, Danny Phantom should have ran for a thousand seasons. Mm. Love it that. It got show. a couple, it got like I three, think it four. four. I mean, I have the full thing on DVD. On DVD, you're yeah. locked in. Yeah, I still have the it. box set. You're locked in. Hey, physical media is up right now. Shout out to Box I don't have box anything sets, that plays man. it. My PlayStation is a disc list. <laughs> I bought one too, wait, and I'm wait, so wait. upset. I, I shouldn't see. And then my PC don't have that. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to call y'all broke. I got the disc, baby. Get your money up. Not your funny me? up. You going to let That's him call me that, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Turn off his mic. I got the disc Turn version, off baby. Mic. You feel me? You know what I did? I bought the Spider-Verse uh, Blu-ray, and I slid that baby in and pressed play. You know what I'm talking about? That, you, man, I'm going to run up in your house believe. and step on that y'all disc. Like, <laughs> Some people make millions. Other people make memes. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, I wonder who makes memes Show here. Me Clearly. Your turn. All right. For my final pitch, and this is one that I honestly could see happening. Again, Netflix is listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're here. This is for a Netflix streaming home release. I am going to open up my heart. And be very honest with you guys, this is like one of the 
I don't want to say like most important, but there was a time in my life where I didn't watch anything from this genre, anything in this area. And this was the first uh, anime I watched, like literally like the first anime. Well, actually, that's true. <laughs> that's not true. I watched <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. I was oh, like, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. I, don't, I love this, but I also hate it. But there's a part of it that I would like to see more. And the first one of first anime, like I guess shoujo anime that I watched that I like fell in love with the genre is Toradora. Oh. And I want to make a live action Toradora uh, that just fills my heart with glee and joy. Is that the one with the little girl? Uh, well, don't say that. Oh. <laughs> She's short. Yes. <laughs> She's short. She's short. My bad. Flip it. Reverse it. Is that the one with the shorter girl? Yes, that's Man. the one with uh, Taiga and, tall, yeah. and Ryuji. And the the premise for anybody who hasn't uh, watched it is the, it's these two characters who cannot be more different from each other. But her friend is his crush and his friend is her crush. So they make a pact and they're like, hey, help. Let's uh, help each other get with our crushes. And of course, like all romantic comedies, they find out that they have more in common with each other than they have with their crushes, and they end up falling in love. And it's beautiful, and it's wholesome, and frankly, you know, it got me through like the bubble and the pandemic when I was working eighty-hour days or eighty-hour weeks. I was locked. I was locked in, but I'd always go into bed and be like, "I got an episode of Toradora to watch," and it just just filled my heart with joy. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a little high school thing, you know, them falling in love. It's something that I feel we don't get a lot of, you know, and this is, I mean, I don't want to get into like a whole, you know, a Western animation debate or whatever, but this kind of stuff, man, like really, really be hitting, you know what I'm saying? And we don't really get like, just like simple, you know, like romantic comedies exist, but not really kind of, you know, like they're coming, they've, they're coming back a little bit. Anyone but you just made like $200 million at the box office. They're like, oh my gosh, I made a bunch of money. We need more of these like I was like, that was like the first one in like three years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Literally everything is like, all right, we're going to put this on Netflix. We're going to throw this on Max. And you watch it and it's like, it's cool. You know what I mean? But Toradora is, I I don't know. It's a masterpiece. I love it. I think it's great. You can feel however you want about it. But if I wanted to bring something to live action that I think could hold hold its shape, but at the same time give you a new way of seeing things I think Toradora would be a perfect choice that one's a good anime it's a good I, and, and and I think the like the hardest thing about anime is it is so visually it typically like shonen anime is action based anime yes. they're all so very visually distinct and like the things that you do in those shows you kind of can't do without animation yeah. on the other hand premises are actually great in in, in anime when it's about like rom-coms and mm-hmm. kid dramas and stuff because a lot of the things that they go for aren't exactly the things that a lot of shows are being made about now. Yeah. And I like the idea of it's like it's simple, you're not going crazy with a budget, you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of fight scenes, you don't have a lot of like visual splendor. Yeah. So much. It's just a great wholesome story. Yeah, and if you shoot it right, you can like capture that magic. It's not again, it's not going to be the same as animation. You can have like a sense of uh, spectacle and grandeur when you if you shoot it the right way of course i think the things that it needs to hit obviously are all the you know typical um shoju romance anime cliches you know you gotta have the multiple love interests you know what i'm saying it's, somebody has to go out like incredibly sad like they need to get rejected 
or um like not not be able to like get their love and it needs to be like heartbreaking you need to be there like i know you not the, i know you're not the one and i was rooting for the relationship anyway but it still hurts me in my chest you feel me like i want some like playboy cardi uh long time playing in the background while you going out sad you feel me that type of stuff so when you reveal the cast it's starring you it could be me. Here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm too delusional for this. You know what I'm saying? And we were talking about this before we started recording. But ladies, y'all got that Delulu thing right. Like, y'all cooking with that. Man, we need to pick that stuff up. Steve, Kerm, we need to be more delusional in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was thinking about the best summer I ever had when I was delusional. <laughs> oh, my God. But I was, oh, I would stop him. Stop him. Stop him. Wait a minute. Wait, is this the kind of delusion? Wait a minute. So, Jomi's the type thinking. of guy, Jomi's the type of guy where he's just like, okay, if I'm fresh out of the barbershop, don't get me near Zendaya don't because I'll be, I'm cooking. Because I'm, because I'm, because it's, it's over. It's over. From downtown. Like, what you, what you want from me, bro? You know what I'm saying? If he's, if he's got a fresh cut, Here's, and some pressed clothes. Here's and here's why. You know, well, let me let me show y'all something because I'm telling y'all. This <laughs> delicious, hold on. What are you doing? Let me show y'all something. Where we're going right now. Let me let me say let me show you a a, a message said, I sent. Best summer uh, yesterday. I don't know what. Jomi, this is not therapy. No 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 no. no, no, no Tread so carefully right now. No, 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 no. This is this is this is wild. This is why I'm saying like read the last message. Oh, oh, out loud. Not out loud. Not out loud. Read the other five that he sent and no one responded. You know what I'm saying? Show me. Like, delusion works. No, it, I, I just... <laughs> delusion works. I think you just negged them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Delusion works. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? And so, I feel like somebody, in, obviously, someone in the rom-coms got to be a little delusional. Got to be like, hey, you kind of, you got too much dip on the chip. You got to, you got to relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's how real life works. You bring some real life into it. It's magic. All right, so my pitch coming to HBO Max... <laughs> Let me get my star it off, Ellie. <laughs> Let me get my star it off. You didn't finish the cast. Okay, you need you need a tall person who has some like dark energy. So I'm going with Finn Wolfhard as. I really, I was really waiting for you to say yourself. But okay, yeah. it would have to it have to be him. I I kept like I, he was like the first person to get in my mind, but I couldn't like I was like can't cast him. I can't, but like it, it has to be him. Finn Wolfhard. Okay, he's, okay. He's tall. He's like he's kind of a loser. I, oh, he's not a loser. He can but like, play a loser. He can play a loser, exactly. Uh, and then I got Jenna Ortega as Tyga because she's tiny and could probably like <laughs> fight. You know what I'm saying? Well, you need somebody short. I know, but like you just you're doing size based castings. Well, first yeah, of all. well, that's the the show is like she's really called the Palm Top Tiger. Never seen Jess so disgusted right now. She's well, look, I'm. <laughs> 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 I love that Jess comes in and like every day she regrets uh, ex- accepting our invite to come back to the show. <laughs> I feel I feel fucking gross. <laughs> I, feel, I feel sick. She feels like a Doom disgusting. popcorn bucket. Yeah, She's I like, feel like I'm the equivalent of the Doom popcorn, but I feel disgusting. Uh, Bailey Madison as uh, Minori, uh, Ian Chen as Kikamora, and Sky Jackson as Sky. Yeah, because you know she's young. Scott, Sky, is that no? Yeah, Sky no, Jackson. No, I, why Scott? I, I guess, yeah. All right, cool. so, and now, just to be clear, we're going to be changing these characters' names, and this will just be an adaptation of the show entirely, because oh, yeah. these will not be Japanese well, Yeah, people. but I mean, Sky I is a Japanese woman. Well, yes, but, <laughs> but Finn Wolfhard is not. He's not going to be Ryuji, of course not. But, you know, I just, you know, that's how. 
Then it'll be like, I'm whitewashing. An adaptation. Adaptation, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, you yelled at I'm me when canceled. I almost casted Harry Styles as Vin Diesel. That's crazy. They're going to they gonna pack me up. Damn. He's Damn. a cop. He's <laughs> a cop. Bring it all the way back. All the way back. All right. I'll, 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 I'll take this home. <laughs> My pitch uh, is bringing a live action Johnny Quest to, oh. to, the, oh, yeah. to the world. Yeah. Now, I, I'm also going to take this a little bit farther like Jess. I'm not going to take this, uh, uh, I'm going to take this a, a generation up. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make Johnny Quest uh, a man in his early 30s oh. or his mid 30s, late 40s, late Ooh. 40s, early 40s. Um, now, Johnny Quest, obviously the classic 1960s cartoon, uh, Young man having adventures with uh, his dad, a doctor, and his friend. Uh, basically, busting villains and uh, evil plots by supervillains. Um, it, there's not a whole lot to go off of in the beginning because it's basically just classic adventures a la Scooby-Doo, a la any sort of like detective cartoon that you would have had in the 60s from Hanna-Barbera. But what I would like to see is something that's also attuned to Venture Brothers. What's it like with a kid who has aged out of a life of adventure and then attempts to like rekindle a sort of mantle because he's like, he kind of peaked when he was 12 and all of his life is now boring by comparison. So he yearns for adventure. So he wants to have a detective agency backing in. He wants to like reunite and get the gang back together. My cast. Okay. Okay. Wildly ambitious here. Okay. All right. I want Andrew Garfield to play Johnny Quest. Okay. Ooh. All right. Now we're spending money, but we're making money. All yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't a show. This is a movie. This is a this is a one off movie. One hundred percent. A la a sort of like um, Lord and Miller sort of comedy. Uh, getting the gang back together, knowing that uh, Race Bannon and his dad uh, are. There was a great plot line in Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, where like there's like the joke being that they those two were in love. Yeah. They actually were, and like like we're just gonna make that happen. Yeah. Right. They've uh, they've absconded and like retired from a life of adventure, but he discovers a plot that's gonna actually bring them back together and back into the fold. To star as Haji, Dev okay. Patel, okay, mm. Race Bannon, John Hamm, ew, ew. <laughs> I don't want to see him. You don't want to see him? I don't want to see them kiss. You don't want to see them kiss? All right, then I'll replace him with George Clooney. How can about I, that? Can I be that character? Can you be that? Dev Patel? <laughs> can so you can be the dad of Dev Patel? I'm just going to keep being like, ew, no, that's a bad casting, but here's I need my to, I need to be here with Dev Patel. That's where, that's where I'm coming in. No, no, you got it. Uh, Dr. Quest uh, would be Sam Neill. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I, li- I like I like a... I like a Say what you will about the Jurassic Park uh, new films. I just love seeing Sam Neill back yeah. in the chair Sam again. He's like a good. professor Sam of yeah. adventure. Sam Neill's great. Yeah. I want I want Sam Neill back in the chair. I think what makes a good adaptation of something like Johnny Quest is kind of being very self-aware about how ridiculous it was back in the 60s mm. to basically abscond with two children and take them off on adventures to bust international villains. Mm. So what I would want to do is just be both aware and earnest at the same time. Okay. Something that like what I would hope the uh, revamped Fantastic Four would be. Something like a Brad Bird, like 60s throwback, but also, you know, taking the piss out of itself a little bit. Doesn't take itself okay. too seriously. Yeah. Um, we are going to have uh, it directed. I want it directed by Brad Bird, by the way. Because Locked I in. think that he's got a lot of like 
good instincts. And since Tomorrowland, he hasn't had a good movie come out in a long time. I think he's he's got, he had a is movie he good come out. No, he had, live action. It was, he has. He directed Ghost Protocol. Okay. He directed uh, a bunch of great other stuff. Sure, but you can't <laughs> honey, name right now, of course. Honey. The Incredibles. I know. <laughs> the Iron the Giant. I know those ones. I'm asking for the. But human. like, he could do animation. He can do live action. Yeah. The thing that kind of put him in director jail was Tomorrowland. Yeah. That was which, the thing that, like, it's been so long since he's come out with a movie. Let me tell you something. Then. I saw Tomorrowland in theaters. <laughs> Never again. It's not, it's not bad. It's not that it's bad. Not but bad you're director but it's not great. Jail. But, like, director jail, like, come on, bro. If we're putting him in director jail for Tomorrowland, there, should, there, should, be more, there should be, like, three working directors today. Yeah. Like, he does not deserve to be I in director hate, jail. I hate the term director jail. Uh, we'll but, like, but, but we know what it means because, like, it's yeah. been so long since a certain director, since a certain movie. Yeah. Has gotten anything made, Jessica? What's wrong with director chair? I don't like the I don't I don't like As especially a term? With like yeah with okay. Brad Bird because or well maybe it's just because we're in film that I'm like no I'll watch him because I love all his other things I'm right. not gonna banish him for tomorrow. It's us, right? It's the it's the people like yeah. he hasn't made a movie in so long. Why? Right. And we say he's we say director jail not money off Pixar. Maybe exactly. And it's not to say that he's done anything wrong or done yeah. anything like wor- not worthy of not working again. Whether or not he's even interested in directing movies, or you know, it's tough to be- get movies made, especially big budget Disney projects that Brad Bird w- had directed, mm-hmm. or another Tom Cruise joint. Like a lot of those things are in Tom a, Cruise joint, a, a Tom Cruise joint. It's, it says it on every Mission Impossible movie. A Tom Cruise, a Tom joint. Cruise joint. Oh yeah. hell no! <laughs> it does. Oh. Hell no. Brought to you by Tom Cruise. But no, I, I think I think getting Brad Bird back into the fold yeah, for a movie like this is actually great. I think that he's done very good live action stuff. I think he knows how to get uh, a great action scene, a good foot chase, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of and a lot of good character work. He's really, really yeah. good at those things. Um, and that's my pitch for a live action Johnny Quest. I and I know that we've had a lot of things like left on the board and left on the table. Anything that you'd still want to see in live action, or maybe even reverse. Yeah. Any Live action things that you think would be great animated. I wanted to do Spy Family because I think that's the easiest. Well, maybe second easiest to your. I think Spy Family is easier than. uh, It's basically a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but with a family. With a family. With a baby. With a baby. (laughs) With a baby and a dog. Psychic baby. (laughs) Yeah, psychic baby. Psychic baby. And I was always. uh, We were always talking about that. uh, uh, Me. uh, Oh oh my God. We were talking about that and we were like, yeah, Spy Family is very easy to adapt. But there was. You guys keep talking because there wasn't animated or there was a live action. I was like, this would be better as an animation. And I, I need to remember it. Mm-hmm. If well, we're talking about like live action to animation or animation to live action, <laughs> I think if I if I had a billion dollars right now, I would make Neon Genesis Evangelion a three part three part series. I genuinely think that's impossible. It's impossible. I think I think it's impossible. Dog. It's it's in like that's and that's what makes it so enticing, right? Because it like there's so much. There's like frankly, you've had to cut like half of the half of the BS. You'd have to get rid of like how end of Evangelion ends. Get rid of that. That's out of there. Right? Uh, well, then you can't. But that's what the you're thing. saying. That's, exactly. You exactly. can't not do that it's, because that's the point. Really. It's a challenge. Um, when the, they're saying goodbye and Shinji is saying goodbye to um, Misato, right? At the end of Evangelion. Can't have that. That's gross, right? Like there's so much stuff that like you need, you have to change because it just fundamentally mm-hmm. does not work for like a mass audience. And you can say like, well, the animated show worked for a mass audience. That was like 1935 and we just watched whatever. If that came out today in 2024, people are going to prison. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like you'd absolutely have to change some stuff and you'd have to, you'd have to get the, the CG absolutely correct with the, with the Ava's, 
uh, but ultimately like a three-part movie series. Imagine this, you in the theater, right? Uh, Shinji and and Ray just beat uh, the angel, right? And they go back to Nerve and they chilling and the credits roll, now it's all good. And then the you, you sit there and a ship uh, pulls in t- into the sea and you see a girl with red hair on on the boat and you like, oh, bro. I'm locked in. See, I feel like like after us all seeing Dune, we think anything could be adapted and look cool because because we're operating on a completely different level. But if Denny did he that's Evangelion, that's insane. Right? If you could if you could just pull the essence of Dune and what makes Dune magical and put that in the knee on Genesis Evangelion, brother. I mean, if you could do that with anything, that's biblical. Great. Like, <laughs> but like if you could make Neon, not make it good, but if you could make Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, accessible good, accessible for an audience oh my oh my gosh it'd be the greatest thing we've ever seen brother that's, that's insane seen. I, I wanted to do a cheeky like reverse smuggle and like have like something that I've actually wanted to see in animation is Dune I think I think the lore of Dune and the actual like because all of the these like extra there's so much more with Dune that like isn't being talked about that it's not saying that the movies have been missing anything, but like there's extra lore and there's extra books and there's side stories and all these other things. I think if you take like everybody that did uh, Scavenger's Reign and give it the Dune property, oh my God, cinema. Don't you think though that the reason the Dune at least works now is because they cut off all that fat and they're like, y'all mm. got it. We just gonna keep You'd this be thing. surprised. Like, because if you just like the world of Dune and if you like lore and if you like more weird shit in the weird in, in the world of Dune, there is so much more to explore. I don't know how much more weird Dune stuff I can take. Well, get, you're you're gonna get more. I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna get more. Oh boy, Jess. Yeah. This was wonderful. I love this. I, uh, I love this. I love us. I love what we do here. I love us. <laughs> But that's going to be a wrap for us. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us. But don't forget, later today on the House of Our feed, we are going to be getting a deep dive from the House of Our crew on Netflix's Avatar The Last Airbender. And then we got our Dune-tacular week. Midnight Boys are going to give you their Dune double feature with the 80s and current day versions of Dune. And then on Friday, Midnight Boys will give you their instant reactions to Dune Part 2. It's the best thing in the world when we get to do this show with you. Jess, thank you so much for coming. Course. We are produced by the great Kerm. We love you so much. Additional production from our Juno Ramgopal. Jomi, any parting words? Thanks as always, Jess, for coming through. Love having you as always. Shout out to our intrepid producer, number one, in our hearts and on the boards, Kerm Watanabe. Hey, yo. Young Danny Fandom, he was just 14 when his parents built a very strange machine. It was time to view the world unseen. He's gonna catch him all because he is Danny Fandom. didn't quite work his folks he just quit but then Danny, Danny took a, a look, look inside of it. it it was a great big flash everything just changed his, his molecules, molecules got all rearranged phantom phantom when he first woke up he realized he had snow white hair and, and glowing green, green eyes. eyes he could walk through walls disappear and fly he's much, much more unique, unique than, than the other guys, guys and girls and that's when he knew what he had to do had to stop all the ghosts that were coming through he's here to fight for me and you he's gonna catch a box he's Danny phantom gonna catch a box he's Danny phantom gonna catch a box he's Danny phantom